So the big question is, how do health experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place. Whether you're a dietitian, a nutritionist, or nutrition coach, this is for you. My name is Dr. Javier Carlin, and welcome to The Practice Revolution. We are a movement that is revolutionizing the way private practices are built so you can practice on your terms. Join us and follow along as we learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that we're using to grow our own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Growth Secrets group for um, nutri- nutritionists and dietitians. Super excited. Um, we've got a special guest with us tonight, Emily. Um, and for all of you guys um, who may notice my friendly face popping in here a little bit more, my name's Kaylee, um, and I'm a registered dietitian and a member on the Practice Revolution team with Javi and Marissa. Um, Emily, so, so excited to have you in here with us. Thanks. Super happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know, Emily, you've been uh, doing some really cool stuff in your business lately, and we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll talk a little bit about what's been going on um, and all of the the really, really neat things that you've been doing behind the scenes to really build your business up and, and have like this really awesome month that you just had to, um, I know you ran a master class and, and you were able to, um, bring in a, a good amount from that too. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, just so everyone kind of has an idea of you and kind of what you do, um, why don't you just go ahead and kind of tell the group, like how long you've been a dietitian and what, um, setting that you work in. For sure. So I'm a renal dietitian and I have been practicing for six years. I work with individuals who have chronic kidney disease um, and I help them overcome the very, very confusing world that nutrition is when you have renal disease to find foods that they can help to preserve their kidney function. I'm actually located in Toronto, Canada. Um, There are a few Canadians in the program, which is great. We're certainly growing. (laughs) You're hanging in strong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I primarily work with individuals from any stage of CKD. I also have experience with patients who have polycystic kidney disease and kidney stones. But um, my, my big passion is chronic kidney disease. Awesome. And, and how long have you been working in that kidney disease realm? Pretty much my entire career. I actually was terrified of the area when I was doing my internship and it was my last rotation. I remember thinking if I can get through this, I can be a dietitian and just absolutely fell in love with the area. I had really good preceptors. So I think that that helps. Uh, and I started working at that exact clinic, um, when I was done school and it's really been my passion the entire time I've worked in other areas like oncology, general medicine, um, long-term care as well. And just, I always was driven back to renal. So I actually started an Instagram account a few years ago 
maybe three or four years ago. And when the pandemic happened, people just kept reaching out to me, asking me to support them. And that's kind of where my private practice came to life. <laughs> cool. That's a really cool transition to Emily. And, and I, I love the fact that you like almost the hardest thing that you had to go through was the thing that you ended up loving the most and, and really, really wanting to stick with too. And, and it's so, it's so funny how, how that sometimes happens. So it sounds like a couple years ago was when people started to reach out to you. So when did you first start thinking like, okay, people are reaching out to me. Maybe I should start my own thing. Yeah, that's a good question. When I was like an eager new grad, I had a little mini private practice and I was not niche down. It was like anyone that wanted nutrition support, I was your person. Uh, and I was so overwhelmed. I mean, when you're a new grad, it, it can be overwhelming just when you don't have supports. Like I hadn't worked with a coach. I just made a website and said, hey, I'm here. Uh, and so I found I was spending a lot of time looking things up and absolutely did not like it at all. So after about a year, I closed that practice and then fast forward to 2020, um, people were reaching out to me and my partner was like, you're turning down money. And I was like, but if I do this again, I need to make sure that there's systems in place and that I am not replying to people's emails all day that I have like some sort of calendar and forms and a system. And that's kind of where kidney nutrition came from. Really cool. So, so you had had a business in the past and that was like you kind of dipping your toe into it. And, you know, Emily, that that's a really, a really cool story too, because I know some people like have tried, you know, to start their own business in the past too. And, and, you know, almost like that fear of like, oh man, well, it didn't work the first time. So I had to shut it down. And, and now like, I don't know um, how to go about it again, but I think the fact that, that you decided that you wanted to go for it again, it, it like made the process, like you knew, okay, this didn't work. And so now I want to do it differently yeah. and I want to do it better too. And um, yeah, I just, I thank you for sharing that story. Um, really a really cool transition. So as you were kind of starting yourself up maybe the second time, what were your initial steps, you know, now kind of learning from your experience that you had, what were some of those first steps that you had getting, getting this, your, your kidney nutrition business started? So for me, it was really important that if I was going to be doing it, I was doing something that I was passionate about. And so niching down made a lot of sense. I mean, I had already had my Instagram account and really wanted that to be more of a knowledge translation piece. And then, you know, when people started asking me, it just, it made sense because that's the area that I love the most. Um, the, some of the things that were really important to me were like having a communication channel with my patients so that you're not bombarded with emails and, you know, setting those expectations, which is still something that I struggle with as a business owner with, you know, boundaries and, and kind of those sort of things, but also knowing that I could content create my own resources and, you know, have packages and, and like an ebook that I give all of my patients with how, which has all the basics of things that they need to know about renal nutrition. Um, so some of those little processes were really helpful when I was getting started. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful for everyone else to hear too, is, is just having, 
having that process, having that structure as you get started, because a lot of times when we're starting, there's so much information out there and, and we feel like we're just like looking up all of this information and, and it's hard. It's really easy actually to become overwhelmed and hard Mm -hmm. to know what that first step is that we should take. And so having that, that guidance and support to say, like, start here, then once you're done with that, then go next. And having that process, like you said, set up for you, it it just makes it go that much faster too. And, and so as you were, as you were getting started, did you ever like struggle with your mindset or, or feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not ready Yeah. And I still struggle with that, even though my business has grown significantly since that one day. Um, But I think that the, like the biggest things that supported me early on was having like an EMR system that allowed you to, you know, send your, your clients their forms, allow them to log their food, communicate with them, booking, it takes a lot of the like admin and the logistics side of having a practice uh, off and that's less stressful. I think one of the big things when you're getting started is like, where do I get clients? And that's a big mindset game always, even now. Um, and so, you know, tapping into resources and communicating with people and, and outreach is really important as well. So, you know, thinking about what the large picture is and breaking it down into monthly tasks have been really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes into a lot of times that goes into like that goal setting and an action planning. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, taking this big, scary idea and then, you know, bringing it down into those manageable chunks is going to just help us in the long run too. And, and so as you have maybe struggled with some of those mindset things, of not feeling ready or, or maybe even still do with around like getting clients, what are some things that, that you found helpful for you that you've been able to do to overcome some of those thoughts or, or mindsets? I think having a community is really important. Um, being able to bounce ideas off of other clinicians or practitioners um, and really knowing that you're not alone in it. I read a lot of books I mean, because that's pleasure for me to take my mind of, of work and patience and everything else. Uh, so I try to read a lot of those that help with mindset as well. But the biggest thing for me is having a team that I can ask questions to, because when you're an entrepreneur, you're a solo, you're, you're everything, you're accounting, you're the lawyer, you're the bookkeeper, you're the admin, you're the clinician. And so it can feel lonely. And so having a support system is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I totally agree with you that without that support, it can be a very lonely game and, and it can almost get really confusing too, of like not knowing what to do and, and not being able to, to ask anyone about it. And just having that community and that support, um, really helps us put our mind at ease too. Um, so I love that. Does this handout look good or make sense? (laughs) Did I spell anything wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. Before we get it out there, like it just gives us like that secondary layer of, of reassurance that everything looks good. So yes. yeah, definitely. Awesome. So Emily, did you ever feel any fear around starting your own business? I think everyone feels fear. I mean, if you don't, then what's the fun with it? <laughs> 
I still feel fear every month when I'm like, am I going to get new clients this month or what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I love that you said like, it's kind of like almost exhilarating to have that fear. Like what's the fun. Um, so how do you like tap into that fear and like, how do you use that to your advantage? I'm super curious. (laughs) I don't know if I use it to my advantage, but I often will, will set, so monthly goals is something that I try to do, um, but also kind of annual goals for where I want my business. And I think we'll probably maybe talk about the course and everything in a minute, but that was something that I had, had thought when I was getting a lot of one-on-one clients and finding I was repeating myself uh, quite a bit. So that was something where I was like, okay, I... I'm fearful that I'm not going to get enough clients, but at the same time, I have, I, I can't be saying the same thing all the time. Uh, so mindset is really important, but also setting yourself up with realistic goals and using, you know, historical data. And that's something that when I was a new entrepreneur, I didn't track a lot of things. Uh, I wouldn't track my discovery calls or, you know, how many patients no showed things like that. And that data helps you grow your business more than you ever could know. Uh, So those numbers are important. And I think that that helps to take away the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's so good. That's yeah. Really, really good. And so I I know you mentioned a little bit how like you were working with one-on-one a lot and maybe that wasn't, maybe that was starting to, to pull your time apart. So what did you do to help gain some of that time back so that you didn't have to repeat yourself over and over and over. Yeah, I put together a group program and just recently had my uh, third successful launch. Uh, (laughs) And I think that that's also a learning period as well with each launch you go through Um, because I wanted an opportunity to, to broaden my reach. So I was getting a lot of contacts from outside of Canada and I'm only licensed here uh, and so with renal you know there's a lot of MNT and I don't didn't really feel comfortable taking patients from outside of the country uh, mm-hmm. onto my caseload so I thought a group program or a course would be a really great opportunity to still help people who want to work with me uh, but also give me a bit of kind of support in in terms of my reach as well yeah and so I I, I love that you were able to transition your one-on-one to a group into a course. And, and so I'm super curious, Emily, how did you, I know you said that you had a successful launch. What was your launch process that you used to gain more clients? So this time I really just followed having Marissa's process. And everyone keeps asking me that. Uh, but I think what was different this time compared to previous launches was the preparation for it. Um, so I launched with a masterclass, which was something I had done before. Uh, but this time I had quite a lot of people enroll to attend the masterclass and also show up or watch the replay. Um, so I think you know, the messaging of understanding what our clients are really struggling with and putting content together that they want to hear. You know, we have a great ability to poll our audiences and ask them questions. And that's part of the process. Whereas I think a lot of times as clinicians, we think we know what they want to hear and what topic they want to learn about. Uh, But every time I ask, it's completely different. (laughs) 
Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for the messages we get daily in our inbox on how much you're loving these episodes. If you like this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. We deeply appreciate it as it helps us get more episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their income, impact more people, and build businesses that work for the lifestyle that they want and that serve their family at the highest possible level. It literally takes about 60 seconds to contribute to the mission of transforming the world's health one practice at a time. Thank you so much. Now back to the show. Yeah. And, and it, you know, that's, that's the cool thing about business too, is that it can change. A lot of times it does change. And as business owners, we have to be able to kind of roll with the punches too, a lot of times and, and know like, okay, what may have worked in the past might not work anymore. And mm-hmm. being open to that idea of saying, how do I make it better? How do I make it better each time so that I, I can just continue to grow? And, and so I think it's really great that, that you regularly pull your audience to figure out, okay, how can I continue to make my messaging better so that I can speak to more people and get more people enrolled so I can help more people, right? It always goes back to how can we help more people? And so you mentioned that you had a master class that you use to um, help get get more more clients this month. Now I'm curious how long was your master class? It was an hour. Okay. And and you were able to get how many clients from that master class? So I had eight sign up for my course. Okay. That's awesome. Congrats on that, by the way. It was only an hour and you got eight people. Like how how much time do you think that saved you versus having to get on that many sales calls? Probably a lot. I think (laughs) the content is the same there in the course as it would be working with me, but it's, you know, self-paced. So uh, for me, it's a great option to support clients with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so, that's so good. And, and I know, you know, a lot of people watching, they're probably trying to think like, how do I, save time and help more people. And it sounds like you kind of cracked the code a little <laughs> bit on that. So thank you for, for sharing your experience with that too. And, and so, um, where I, I know you mentioned the content a lot of the times is, is the same. So where do you do a, a lot of your marketing? Are you mostly on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, a mixture of all of them? <laughs> Great question. Uh, so I started with an Instagram account and I am around 7,500 followers right now, but I actually would say Instagram is not my biggest source. Uh, so since joining Practice Revolution, I've uh, started a Facebook group, I'm just under 600 in that group right now, but uh, it's only been a couple of months. And that I think is where a lot more of my referrals are coming from these days. Um, I also have an email list and I mean, I do some TikTok slash reels, but I wouldn't say that that is like a a big marketing stream. (laughs) Okay. So that's, yeah, that's really cool that like you started on Instagram and now you've been able to transition yourself into Facebook a little bit more and utilize that and, and, and maybe how that's become more of a, a solid referral source for you. So what are some of the things that you've been able to accomplish on Facebook so far? 
think it gives you a bit more of an opportunity to talk to people where it's like less formal DMs are, I don't know. I feel like DMs have their, their bad rep. Whereas like Facebook messenger is a little bit more friendly and Mm -hmm. uh, people are tend to be checking it a little bit more often. But what I like about the Facebook side is, you know, there's more engagement and, and there's a connection and a community and, as I will be completely honest, I was so resistant to doing a Facebook group, so against it. Um, And I'm so glad I did. And again, maybe because I was fearful or didn't really know what to expect, but it's been great for me to just connect with people and connect with clients and, you know, other healthcare providers that are in the renal world that maybe want some information about nutrition because, as we all know, nutrition changes from day to day. And so making sure that they're getting credible information, I think is important for their patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Facebook group, you know, as a dietitian who has a course and program, community and connection is something that's important to me, especially with my kidney patients. And so Facebook offers that opportunity for them to socialize and collaborate with each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I love how, how you've been able to use Facebook in a few different ways, um, to where you're using it to be able to, um, help more people gain more clients, but you're also able to use it as a community for your clients too, so that they feel more supported. And I think that's so important because much like we create communities for, to, to help more people, we can also create that community to help our clients as well. And, and so Facebook is so good in that it can really build communities. Like even right now we're, we're talking in a community of yeah. people who are all on this journey to getting their business started or working to grow their business. And so that community aspect is, is so, so important and, and something that almost no other platform really taps into like Facebook does. Um, so, so yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so I'm curious, Emily, now that you're, you know, working with more clients, I know you said you've got a course and you kind of work with clients one-on-one. What does, what does your, your process kind of look like now? Do you still work with clients one-on-one or are you doing only courses? I do still work with clients one-on-one, but I only take a limited number of them each month. Um, And then my course launch is kind of like a rinse and repeat now. You know, we have the system set up, which I think is is really helpful. Uh, I'm an automations kind of gal. So I'm relaunching my masterclass for November, Um, a new topic, which actually surprised me. I definitely thought you know, holiday eating would be a big topic of discussion. But uh, when I polled my groups and my Instagram, they really wanted to learn about meal planning. So okay. <laughs> yeah, which is also something we talk about in the course. So um, yeah, I'll be doing another masterclass on November 2nd. And then we'll have open cart for a few days. So hopefully get you no know, uh, have a a small goal in my mind, but, uh, we'll see. (laughs) That's awesome. And and I love that, that your process now that you've done it is kind of on that rinse and repeat cycle. So it just makes it easier and faster Mm -hmm. each time you do it from here on out. And, and 
so with that too, like, how does it feel to know that you're able to help people and work with people on your own terms in your own business? I mean, I have a lot more confidence when I'm going through the systems and the process and the cycles. Of course, the first time you do it, it's very terrifying. And you're like, is anyone going to sign up for this? And it's okay if one person or no person signs up because you're still learning on the process. And I think that that's part of the being an entrepreneur is part of the the launch process, you know, when we don't have success with a launch, it's an opportunity to figure out what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely this launch was much different than a previous launch. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, Good learnings. Yes. And, and that's, that's the perfect mindset to have too, because a lot of, a lot of times we'll get stuck into that mindset of, well, it didn't work. So I'm not going to try it again. Right. It's like, well, it didn't work. So I'm not going to do it. But instead what we should be doing is we should tapping into it didn't work. How can I make it better? And that's how you can take something and like what you did with your masterclass, you can systemize it, you can automate it, (laughs) and then you can make it so that it does work to your advantage too. And, and so I think that that's such a, a good mindset to have around business in general, because it's all a learning process. We're going to learn some things that, that, work. And we're going to have some things that maybe don't work. And instead of like saying, well, it didn't work, not going to do it. We should tap in and be like, okay, well, but why didn't it work? And how can I make it work so that I can be better the next time? And so, um, thank you for sharing your, your mindset around that too. So, um, as we're kind of wrapping up here, Emily, um, I have one last question for you. And then we'll get to some questions. I see some rolling into the group too. Um, what is your best advice for dietitians who are wanting to start or grow their own practice? Like what, what's that, that number one thing that you would tell them? I think that even though we are coaches and healthcare providers, we also need support and need coaches too. Um, that has been something that's been so valuable for my mental health, my business, uh, everything. And so I would say that that would probably be my biggest piece of advice is that it's okay to ask for help and you need to invest in yourself so that you can invest in others. Mm -hmm. Wow. So good. That that's (laughs) still so good. And, and we just go so much further and faster when, when we've got that support, um, and guidance. So thank you for, for sharing this. I know we've got a couple questions in the chat. I'd love everyone who who's watching. Um, so let's see. Um, okay. So Megan asked, and gosh, she asked, was this for your group coaching program? Right. I think yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for your group coaching program. So Megan, there's that. Yes. Um, and then Lucy asked, do you see the members of the group one-on-one at all, or is it strictly in a group setting? Strictly in a group setting. Okay. Awesome. And then, um, let's see, Carissa asked, how do you deliver your program? Ah, good question. So (laughs) I use practice better, uh, as my EMR and they have a group program component. And then my, uh, course also has a free private Facebook group, which I do some live sessions in. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you've got a couple different components with the course and with the Facebook group. So yeah, that's a really cool way to deliver your program. And we've got all sorts of questions on it. And Petrina asked, is the process for launching a masterclass in my Freedom Sprint material? So Petrina, I can answer that question for you. So it is not. However, um, there is the opportunity to learn how to do that in some um, some other higher level programs too, once you're ready to start scaling your business. Like Emily here um, is, Emily, right? Like you you started one-on-one -on -one with people, right? And then you were able to grow that into a group program, right? Was that kind of your process? Yeah. Yeah. It took about a year and a half after I started one-on-ones okay. and then I, I opened up into the group program. Okay. Awesome. And I think that's, that's really important, you know, for, for everyone to know too, is that, you know, it's really easy to say like, oh man, I want to get to like, I want to, I want to go from <laughs> step one to like step 10 right yeah. away. And so like there, we have to kind of follow the process and, and take our time and, and go through each step too, because it's really easy to get like that shiny object syndrome where we're like, Ooh, but someone's doing this, but Ooh, someone's doing that. And, and sometimes we just have to stay the course and know that it will come. And yeah. by building the foundations first, like we have to build a really, really strong foundation for our business so that we can start adding on all of these other really cool things and systemizing it like what you've been able to do and, and make it so that we can do more in less time yeah. and, and, and really save our time. Um, so I think that that that's really important too. So good question, Petrina. Um, and then <laughs> Megan said to clarify, um, this is a live group rather than self type of program, right? It is self-paced. And then bi-weekly, I offer a 30-minute live uh, session where uh, it's about goal setting and um, sometimes I sprinkle in some additional content. But there's no like coaching. There's no one-on-one. -on -one. It's, uh, it's, I, I, it's really like a group course is what yeah. we call it. Yeah. Cool. And I really like that model a lot too. And, and again, it goes back to, it didn't start there, right? Like yeah. you started with the one-on-one -on -one to really help build out. And, and, and like you said, it was like, I was saying the same things to this, to people over and over and over. And that's how you determine what builds or, or what content to put within a course too. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, like we can put in a course, what we think people want, <laughs> and then no one actually wants it. And then we took all that time to build something out that no one wants. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's really great that you started with the one-on-one -on -one first. So you were able to build out this group program to where it is self-paced and you also have that component of, you know, some, some group within there too. Um, so let's see. Um, uh, we'll, we'll get a couple more questions in here. I, I think there's a couple more. So Sarah asked is, um, the masterclass, a one-time class versus a group program. So kind of distinguishing a masterclass versus a group program. Yeah. So masterclass is a free webinar that we, I host, uh, usually every six weeks with anyone who wants to attend. 
to talk a little bit about uh, an upcoming topic. So this month or November, we'll be talking about meal planning. Previously, we talked about the foods that you can eat with chronic kidney disease. Um, so kind of just an opportunity instead of a live session, which is more uh, like dialogue or things like that. It's really an opportunity to like explore some of those larger questions. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool. Okay. We have one last question, one last one. And it's, uh, Petrina asked, is practice better easy to do a group program? Yeah. I've only ever used practice better for it. Cool. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of other platforms like Thinkific, Kajabi, choose your own adventure. Um, for me, I'm already paying a lot of money to practice better. So I think that it's a great platform to use and they have some really good training modules and support systems to help you build your course there too. Yeah, really cool. I didn't know that either. So mm -hmm. um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I know Lucy said uh, super interesting. Emily, thank you so much for sharing. And I'm going to um, second what Lucy said. This has been really, really great to hear your story. And I just want to say thank you for, for sharing with everyone kind of your your path, your journey, your story to um, starting and, and growing your second of successful business this time. So thank you so much for, for sharing with Thanks, all of Kelly. us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I know your time is super valuable and I know that you're here to learn how to grow a successful practice. So I have something special just for you. If you're a health expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, you're going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, we want you to win. So we've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of The Practice Revolution. These resources are worth $7,000. So stick with me here. If you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you're going to want to send us a private message on Instagram at The Practice Revolution. And simply let us know that you listen to our podcast and we'll personally hand over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is available only for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a practice that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, go ahead, send us a private message on Instagram at the practice revolution right now so you can win big in your practice and in your life see you soon